0: Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world.
1: Victor Hugo once said in, in Les Misérables, he said, "There's nothing more powerful than an idea whose time has come." And uh, when an idea's time is here, that is, uh, that you know, enough people, uh, you know, especially people who are the have-nots. Um, just begin to coalesce and, and come together. Uh, the shift is automatic. Uh, these people, like Mubarak and uh, Gaddafi and so on, they they try to hang on. They try to hang on. They're up there in their 80s. They've been, you know, they've been despotic uh, rulers uh, for you know for decades now, uh, and they don't want to let go of it. And uh, they they absolutely have no choice in the matter. And it's it's really courageous people who uh, have decided. And, then, and it's like the, the old hundredth monkey phenomenon. When you reach a certain critical mass, when a certain number of people begin to think in a certain way, and the Internet fuels this, I mean, it really makes, uh, it, it's like you can really bring together an enormous number of people in a very, very short amount of time. Uh, when enough of those people begin to align in, 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 a, in a new way, um, the, uh, the shift is on. It can't be stopped. It's, a, it's an idea whose time has come to me it 's a very exciting time um, I mean I know it 's going to uh, have its effect on uh, things like oil prices and so on, but ultimately it 's going to i think bring some uh, some sensibility and some stability uh, to uh, to the to the entire world where we begin to realize that we have to start treating each other with dignity and respect, whether we 're government leaders or whether we 're business leaders or school leaders or or just uh, leaders in our own homes, Um, you know, dignity and respect are are called for. And if they're not going to be there, there's going to be a revolution.
2: Absolutely.
1: Exciting time. I think it really is.
2: It is. It's very exciting. And the other thing I think that it's great about, you know, Facebook and Twitter and the other social media is where, A lot of times people are so insulated and we might not hear everything that's going on and and they've tried to suppress a lot of things happening in Libya, but information is getting out. People are are spreading the word and, and letting the world know what's happening to them and don't think that
1: the places like Burma or Myanmar or or North Korea uh, that those people uh, are not hearing this uh, and seeing uh, what is taking place and while they they hunker down and they really attempt to use violence as a means to suppress it I found it very interesting in um, I think it was it was in Egypt I think it was it might have even been in in uh, Libya um, two of the pilots uh, decided that uh, they weren't going to—they uh, weren't going to drop bombs on their own people—and they parachuted out of their planes and let their planes uh, 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 crash into the desert. I think it was in Libya. Uh, <clears throat> so you know that uh, you, you can start ordering the army around, but even if the army begins to say, "Wait a minute," you know, these are our people, and we're not going to be firing on our people—and and that kind of a conscience uh, really, um, you know, can make a huge, huge difference it's called the shift
2: it is it's I have, true
1: I, I really like that I, I just the idea of all of this taking place uh, so quickly and and, and from one cuz it's like a domino game isn't it it's like one domino falls and the next one and the next one and and before you know it um, you know people are starting to have, you know take control of their own lives rather than being Subjected to the whims of uh, of crazy people, and most of those uh, dictators are, are just insane people. I mean, this guy in North Korea, and the and the generals in in uh, Burma, and Gaddafi. I mean, Gaddafi. I just read a whole thing on Gaddafi this morning. I mean, he's a buffoon. You know, he's just a crazy man. Uh, they were going through some of the insane things that he did. He went from country to country, wherever he would go to negotiate. He would put up a tent on the. Uh, he tried to do it in Central Park in New York put up a tent and have their leaders come into a tent in, in other people's countries. Just a crazy guy, you know, uh, who, uh, who's been around, who's been in power way too long.
2: People are you fed know. up. It's time for change. Yeah, and the absolutely. the great thing about uh, your show, too, and the Internet, I mean, we've got people all over the world listening. Right. And right. our first caller, I wanted to go to Dana in Romania. We can see what's going on over there today. And she's on wow. line one. So well, they've but...
1: had some major things happen over there in Romania. Hi there.
2: Hi, Dr. Dyer.
1: Hi, how are you?
2: I'm fine,
3: thank you. How are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. What's on your mind from Romania? They had a revolution <laughs> that take place not too long ago there. Ceausescu was it? Is that, his, is that how you yeah, say his name? Yes,
3: yes, yes. Yes, in 89.
1: Yeah, he and his wife, both both of them were... Yeah, both uh,
3: oh, chill, shot. Yeah. yeah. Pretty tragic. I was a little girl when that happened, so I don't remember too much, but... Mhm. Not tonight. Yeah. So, uh, like a year ago, I started reading your books, and I can tell you that my whole life changed around. I changed so much, and now I have a hard time like recognizing myself, and the people that know me don't recognize me. I have my best friend calling me like weird from time to time, because he he doesn't know who I am anymore. And <laughs> I know it's a good thing because I'm getting the shift on inside. But sometimes right. I, I don't know. I feel lost
4: well
1: you know any any time that you are making those kinds of internal shifts uh, there is that sense of not not recognizing the new person that you are but uh, that new person that you are is uh, probably a whole lot happier and more content and less controlled by uh, other people's rules and uh, you know the cultural things that people are telling you you have to be and family and so on there's a sense of uh, you know freedom brings a sense of, of being lost you know when you're uh, when you're absolutely free to wander and go anywhere you want you never quite know where you are because you're you, you know every new moment in your life is uh, is a new experience this is uh, and and you have this uh, openness rather than rather than this fear of the unknown which is probably what ru- ruled the, the the old you as you are referring yeah. to it um, yeah. there's the fear goes away the fear of the unknown goes away and you you know you begin to have a sense of uh you know whatever it is that controls everything in this universe including building uh creating worlds is uh is operating inside of you as well that that god is not some external uh kind of uh <clears throat> thing that you are afraid of but rather it is it is a part of who you are uh, and most people don't get that don't recognize that i wouldn't be yes, too it concerned about.
3: Yeah, because I'm surrounded by so many people that sometimes I feel like okay, it's only me, and everybody's like feeling totally different, and I feel so alone. And sometimes I need encouragement, and I don't know where to find it. So I go back to your books or other people that because I don't find it around me, the people I know,
1: I'm a I can a, I can. Yeah, I identify with you very much, so uh, I I don't feel like I'm understood at a lot by uh, by other people. But uh, one of the things I learned as a young man was to be uh, independent of that opinion, to not be concerned with whether I'm understood or not. I have a a, a sign on my refrigerator from my friend Stuart Wilde that says, "There are many things in my, in life I do not understand," and I like it that way. You know, I I don't yeah, yeah. have to. Yeah, I don't have to be understood. Do you read my books over there in English or in Romanian?
3: Yes, in English. In English, all of them. I love them, like in English. And I have so many friends. And every time I have another, my best friend, and she t- told me to say hi. Her name is Anka, and uh, she loves your book also. And my sister, uh, everybody, like, are you recommending your books? And they all love it.
1: Yeah, oh, um, that's so nice. Yeah, so yeah, far I away. Them
3: all in English. Uh.
1: That's so wonderful it's so wonderful to hear that from uh, from Romania that uh, you know because that was a country that was hugely uh, repressed do you know that really? my books were do you know that when in when my books first came out when erroneous zones and pulling your own strings the Sky's the limit yeah. those earlier books when they first they were banned in your country really yeah they would no one was allowed to use them in fact there was a professor in, in Bucharest I believe it is yeah, uh, yes, yes. yeah who who, who uh, <clears throat> was was teaching at a uni- at a university there and using my books and we actually had to ship the books to London and then have the have the books then smuggled into uh, by train into uh, Romania because Romanian. they weren't allowed to they weren't allowed to teach them at, at that at that time and now it's interesting you talk about a shift in, in and in consciousness and so on, now all of those books are published in your lang- in Romanian in the language of your country.
3: Yeah, because yeah, I was in the library the other day, and I found on your, your books, and I was, like, so happy. Oh, yeah, we are you there? yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, but isn't that amazing to go from being, you know, it's what we were talking about with Diane and I were just talking about with these revolutions that are taking place. That's kind of a revolution in itself, isn't it? The, a a, a, it a is. new awareness yeah yeah but you know what your your idea that uh you need you need let go of the idea that you need to be understood that other people have to uh g- grasp who you are and that if people start re- don't recognize the old you because the old you was probably much more of a, a a fearful uh person who was who was being manipulated by forces outside of yourself and now you yeah, trust, you trust yourself and, yeah. and and not even you know saying that you need encouragement all the encouragement that I ever have, I get from within. I get it from God. I just go within and meditate and, and, and feel that the energy that comes to me, and that's that's my source of uh, inspiration and, and my source of encouragement, rather than trying to get other people to agree with me or to like me or to understand me. I've gone way past that in my life, but I know that they're not going to, and uh, and some people are going yeah, to probably like probably that's it.
3: the old me, still there, trying like to needy and needs approval. And yeah, you but know, the, you know that's
1: that's a memory. That's all that is, my love. That's just a memory. That's uh, that's not uh, that's not you any longer. You don't really need it. You're just a, you just got accustomed to that. But uh you know, once you get on this path and begin to become more self-actualized and, and a fully functioning person, um all you do is look back and 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 you can't even remember who that person was.
2: Well, just kind of keeping with the international flavor for the first part of the show, I'd like to go to line four, Mary Jo, another place where there's all kinds of things happening. Port au Prince, Haiti, she's calling from. So, Mary Jo, welcome to the show. You're on with Dr. Dyer.
0: Hi, thanks a lot, Diane. I appreciate it. Hi, Dr. Dyer. How are you?
1: I'm great, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm doing fine, thanks. I had a quick question for you, Dr. Dyer. Mm hmm. It's, I'm, um, a nurse as a international relief worker and right. I've been working for, I'm working for a number of years doing this kind of service work and I'm curious, how do you go ahead and become uh, be of service and not uh, foster dependency or expectations from the people you're serving?
1: Oh, wow. What a great question. Um, I was, um, I was a, uh, one of the founding members of an organization called the hunger project Mm -hmm. you probably are familiar with it
2: absolutely
1: Uh, yeah and the whole basis behind it was that we we don't go into places uh you know it's that old line uh you know when you teach a man to fish he eats for a day when you give a man a fish he eats for a day when you teach a man to fish he eats for a lifetime uh and the hunger project was about uh you know teaching people how to fish rather than giving them fish and um and making people self-sufficient and so on um th- you know that question that you're asking i ask myself all the time with my own family you know i have i have eight children and um i've been blessed i mean i grew up in an orphanage i had nothing i came from no- nowhere came you know just from uh, ultra poverty and hunger and things like that as a kid uh, and have been a- able to amass a great deal of uh, a great deal of money and i um and i I battle I have that that battle goes on inside of me all the time what do I do do I give do I just give it to them uh, and hand them this beautiful life and 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 then and when I die just turn over what I've made um, or do I um, stand back and uh, and encourage them to find their own way and so on and finding a happy medium in that is um, I think crucial but I think the most important question to ask and I think you've already answered it probably with your life Mary Jo um because to me you're a saint down there in haiti doing the kind of work that you're doing um with especially what has been going on in, the, in that part of the world where we seem to have more tragedy you know with with the diseases and the, and the earthquakes and the and the poverty and the and, and the, the dictatorships that had lived there and so on um that you would go in there uh i i think for yourself uh, you know to not be so concerned about whether you're fostering a dependency as it is to understand that you you are demonstrating uh, God realization, God consciousness by by giving, by serving, and not asking anything back in return. And by if you demonstrate enough of that, then the people themselves some will become dependent, and some will even perish because they they become too dependent. But by and large, you are out there sending a, a, a message of uh, you know of. Uh, Higher consciousness of uh, I am serving. I am asking nothing in return. I am here to give. Uh, and if you get, if you can get enough of the people that there in Haiti to do the exact same thing, and, and, uh, instead of focusing on what's in it for me and what can I get, it's like how can they serve? I, uh, that's how we'll spread this message. I don't know if that, if that oh. answers your question or not.
0: Absolutely. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Yeah, uh, tell me, tell, how long have you been there, and what motivated you to go there? I, I love stories like you, Mary Jo.
0: Oh yes, I've been here since the 14th of January last year. Mm-hmm. I was one of the first. I was one of the first planes to land here, and have seen a transformation with the people as well as the uh, actors that are playing here. Mm-hmm. And it's been um, an amazing life. I've been working in communities, moving within. Local people to find out how we can help, and I think that really helps answer my question: is to keep my discussion how can we help, and not
1: how can we help. Right. Uh, how may I serve? How may I serve? Rather than are how are they getting I, at it? Right. What exactly, what motivated you exactly. to go there? And what where were you before, and what made it motivated you to go to, to Haiti in January?
0: It was, uh, it was one of those things that uh, I heard of the earthquake. I connected with a friend of mine. I was in Vermont at the time, and I mm-hmm. connected with a friend of mine and said, uh, I'm available. So off mm-hmm. I went on the next flight uh, the next morning, wow. and I've uh, been here ever since. We're wrapping up now. It's a bit painful because if I could just share a quick story. Sure. Of a small, of a, we're wrapping our project up, and today one of my guards, One of my uh, people who just really take care of us came up and said, what am I going to do tomorrow? You know, it was the last day of work today and what am I going to do tomorrow? And it was so painful because he has worked 24-7 for the last year and a half and people just don't know what to do when they're not working or people don't know what to do for the next step. So it was quite painful to see that um, because there were a lot of people in that situation. But I just uh, gave him appreciation and um, support of how much I appreciated his safe service right. and uh, that he's that he's loved, and so that A, was and mine. an
1: important important thing to say to him and to everybody there is that. Um, You know all you have to do is is find somebody who's in worse shape than you are and reach out to them and 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 send them some love you know whether you give them a flower or whether you just help them to wash uh, wash their bodies or whatever it is that you do as long as you stay in service you know you stay in service you show this it doesn't have to be a a particular job you know given a, a certain kind of conditions it can be just just the idea of being out there and being this giving beautiful soul uh, give your soul away, you know, um, and, and, and you'll never ask the question. And you'll be guided to the next step and the next and the next. You have, It's almost like having uh, an intention with conviction and faith.
2: So let's go to New Mexico. We'll come back to the States here. Uh, John in Las Cruces is uh, holding very patiently on line two. And John, thanks for holding. you on with Dr. Dyer today.
4: Well, thank you very much. Uh, it's such a uh, such an honor to speak to, uh, to Dr. Dyer. I met him at the Pyramid in Houston in the '80s, and
1: uh, oh my goodness, yeah, with uh, Howard Howard Caesar,
4: <laughs> Howard Caesar, and before that was the Paulsons, and then uh, Mile right. High, and then Mile High there in Denver too, and so I've enjoyed. Uh, I really enjoyed it, at those small venues. That was that was very very nice. Yes, I but love I have, those days. I have a question for you. I'm I'm 58 years old. Five years ago, I had a heart attack and was diagnosed with cardiomyopathy which is a mm-hmm. degeneration of the heart muscle, not cardiovascular. My mother died of it in the 60s. When I was mm-hmm. diagnosed five years ago, they told me I had six months to two years to live, and I refused to accept that prognosis, and I continue to be here, but cardiomyopathy leaves you very drained and fatigued, and I've been trying to work a way to manifest uh, not just longevity, but some sort of uh, strength and energy, and I have problems because there's there's two statements that you've made. For some reason, I come up, to a problem with them one of them says what you want want what you want for yourself more for someone else than for yourself right and then you say sometimes i've heard the universe doesn't bring to you what you want it brings to you who you are right so how do i want or manifest this strength and energy for a diseased heart
1: well um that's a that's you know it's it's a question that that i don't have uh kind of answer that i'd like to have for you uh except that i do know that um i do know that things uh that we think are uh incurable uh turn out not to be very very much more frequently than we than we believe and that healing your heart um might be something that you have much more uh control over than you've ever imagined yourself to to have um i i would become really conscious of the i am discourses uh, which I'm writing about now, but uh, when you are able to to understand that the the words "I am," you know, is really God within you, and that to see yourself uh, as uh, being as healthy as you possibly can, being having as much energy as you possibly can have, and saying that "I am high energy," "I am health," "I am all of these things," uh, but the big fear I think that we all have is that. Um, you know, that what, you know, am I going to die from this? I mean, that's basically the fear that, uh, that all human beings are, are looking at. Mm-hmm. And, the, and if you can get that one under control, you know, in other words, to know that you are, you are going to leave this planet and your heart is going to stop beating, um, not when some doctor tells you or not when but when, you know, when you are called home. And, and when you get totally, completely at peace with that, you're going to find your energy changing, I think, a great deal i'm not i'm not a medical doctor i'm not here to 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 give medical advice uh i i don't even know what cardiomyopathy is other than what you have just told me um but i do know that um i've had a heart attack myself uh 11 years ago and uh and i have leukemia uh and um and they are not these are not labels that i these only time i ever talk about this is when i'm giving an example i don't go around you know putting these labels on myself um but within me i know that i am here for i have a dharma i have a purpose i showed up for that uh and that when i stay on that and my focus is on serving and reaching out and helping you know make this world a better place and the people in it and everyone that i encounter that my energy level goes soaring goes soaring up oh. and that uh it's when i start worrying and when i start being fearful and when i start if i start thinking about uh you know what this might mean, and uh you know what is my my future going to be, and is my heart gonna give out, or am I gonna die of this, that, or the other thing, when I let all of that go and just continue each and every day to wake up in the morning and say thank you God for this day um and that I am healthy, I am strong, and I am in service to you, I am in service to everyone um that the rest of it just doesn't make any difference to me. you know what I mean?
4: I hear what you're saying, I do, and uh yeah, and, and I'd
1: be very, I'd be very careful about not first of all number one not putting uh, putting that label on yourself, you know, because you've you said you, the diagnosis came in five years ago, is that correct?
4: Five years ago, yeah.
1: And okay. and and you were given eighteen months to two years, so you're like, you know, you're not a part of any statistics that any medical community can give you. You've already shown that that, that doesn't apply to you. Now what you have to do is show that your energy level also doesn't have to, it doesn't have to apply to you as well. Now you know there are other things that go along with that because when you start using these I am's, um, you know I am healthy, I am strong, I am careful, I am you know all of these uh, this work, uh, you start changing around the way you eat and the way you treat your body and the and the uh, you know the the way you exercise and virtually all of it begins to shift and I don't know what you've done about that.
4: Well, I've contacted Pam McDonald uh, thanks to your program and what a wonderful person she is.
1: Isn't she something? Yeah. She's just was, wonderful. Yeah, it's very, amazing. I'm sitting here looking at her book, thinking I'd really like to send. You, have you got? Have you got a copy of that?
4: I, well, I've given everything that I have away, but I have read the book and I do, you know, mm-hmm. I do enjoy it very much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I've talked to her. But the, the um, you know, the, I don't label myself. In fact, I, I don't use this word and I don't tell people this. I'm just telling you this because I'm doing. Right. Hard to do I right
1: understand. Right, I, I'm the same way, yeah. But
4: I, I just have, uh, it's cardiomyopathy doesn't pump as much blood, and you're just so fatigued. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to, to, you know, hike the mountains of Colorado and do all of this mm-hmm. just a few years before this, and now, you know, just getting out and walking up to the mail is, is, is very difficult. And I'm just, you know, and I've made peace with dying, and I've lived a wonderful life, and, right. and happy with that, but I just, while I'm here, and I heard you say this the other day, that you were not gonna, you know, you were not gonna uh, be in a body that was just gonna give out. You were gonna just be doing stuff, right. and have energy, and that's what I'm trying to get to, you know. Uh,
1: yeah. Then, then, then declare that. What is your first name? Don. Don. Declare that, Don. Declare yourself as I am healthy. I am full of energy.
0: To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit hayhouse.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you.